people and fellow whiners and welcome to another episode of a little something to whine about with your host Siobhan Camille and Diane Michelle where we whine w-i-n-e about life love relationships and more because sometimes you just need to whine a little and today we will be whining about going back to school because you know September Yes, get out of my house. <laughs> so please wine with us responsibly. Do not drink and drive. We don't want to be responsible for that. Okay, thanks, guys. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I got the one word back up. <laughs> hey, everybody. How's your week going? I hope it's going wonderful. Ours are moving right along. Um, Mine's has been extremely eventful with me starting to go back to work uh, post-COVID, mid-COVID, and COVID, (laughs) whatever you want to call this season. So just getting back into the swing of things of going to a regular job and continuing everything else in my life that I have picked up during COVID. (laughs) Man. Um, I know, right? So this week... Uh, as you guys know, the children, if not this week, maybe before this, depending on where you live, the children have started to go back to school. And anybody who is a parent, guardian, someone, a staple role model figure knows what back to school is like. So before we jump into that topic and start whining today, you guys know it. We have to let you know what we're whining on. So Siobhan, tell us what's your wine. So I am whining, as we're always popping grapes, a white Zinfandel. Popping grapes. <laughs> and this thing is actually pink. And when I went to go get it, the guy was like, I know what it was. I was looking for something else by the same maker. So it's by Behringer. And I was looking for something else that I'd had up in the mountains. I can't remember what it was, but they didn't have it. But he was like, well, we have a white Zinfandel. I said, oh, okay. He's like, it's not really white. It's pink. But, and I was just like, all right. Mm. I mean, I've never had it. <laughs> I've never had a white Zinfandel. I mean, I went in there looking for something. You don't have it, question mark, but you have something else, question mark. But the something else is not really what you're describing, question mark. That just sounds like it should stay there. <laughs> I mean, I was here for it because I've never had a white Zinfandel. I know I don't like Zinfandel, I believe, based on the Voga red blend fusion that we had that was like 65% <laughs> Zinfandel. And y'all could have kept that, kept all them 500 grapes. Oh, <laughs> you goodness. didn't need to do that to them grapes for that. Oh, um, but this is. So I'm not really sure what this is. And here's why I say that. So okay. it on the back, it says taste, dry, semi-dry, semi-sweet and sweet. And this is legit directly between semi-dry and semi-sweet. So I don't really know what that makes that. Like what is it, just semi? Uh, yeah, like a half and half thing. Like it might be right in the middle. Like I don't even, whatever. So we're here guys. So I will be having a white Zinfandel by Behringer. Pray for me. We'll see what happens. And what are you wanting today? So outside of that, hold on. Before I tell you, why is it that you always get wines that have like a rating on the back? And mine's never. <laughs> it's not. They're not always though. Not all of mine have a rating on the back. It's just these. No, lately. no, mine's never. Like I've never seen it on mine <laughs> ever. I think something's wrong with my wine store. Um, but. But anyway. I'm wondering if that's an American thing. Well, maybe not, because you get like stuff from California. So never, I'll take that back. I don't know. That's America. Retraction. No, but that's what I'm saying. Because I was going to say, this is American. So maybe the, the rating stuff comes oh. on American wines. But you've gotten but, wines from America that don't have it. So I, t- I take that back. I retract it. it. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I'm with you now. Um, so I have a French wine today. I have a Bordeaux. Mm-hmm. And it is by, excuse me if I murder your name, it is not intentional. (laughs) 
Oh Lord. And then there's the dramatic pause. God. Yeah, guys. Um, yep, my tongue is completely stuck. Oh, we went over this earlier, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm gonna help her out. It's by Monton Cadet. Yes. Monton Cadet. Monton Cadet. That's what it was. I couldn't get Monton out. It was mountain. Like, yeah, that's what it was coming. Mountains, I should have <laughs> Mountain, Cadet. I had Cadet. I couldn't get Monton. So Monton Cadet is what this Bordeaux is. Um, and I should have put on glasses so that I can read the back, but I'm not. It says something about, oh, taste notes, raspberry and cherry aromas. Okay, um. I'll read that at the end. But that's what I'm whining on today while we whine about back, back, back to school again. Yo, am I, I'm so glad I'm not the only person that thinks that song. I literally was thinking of that song no, earlier. No, and I know everybody no. like hates on Grease too. But all I can think is, <laughs> oh my goodness, the child's come down with the fatal disease. I'm sorry. I, I love me some Grease too. Uh, so, okay. Sidebar, real quick. I didn't know there was a Grease 2 for a long time. Yeah, me neither. I knew it was Grease, and then one day I was up randomly, and it was like, Grease 2. I was like, Grease 2? I said, man, what did I do now? And then I saw Michelle fight for old tales. I was like, this has to be old. Why have I never seen this? Girl, when my girl hit the remember I said oh no Michelle don't do that I do like cool rider though that was one of my cool rider she was flicking man she was flicking them wrists flicking them wrists and jumping down the ramp. Listen, y'all can't see us on this episode, but we getting it. Let me tell you. That's if you haven't seen Grease 2, go see it. Just see it. Go okay. See it. Just go see it's, it. Go see it. It is hilarious. And don't look at it and try to compare it to the original Grease. Yeah, no, don't it's do that. It's not that. I would say look at it as what it is. A sequel. <laughs> you know. Oh, okay. Um, and comedy. Think comedy. You're gonna laugh the entire time. It's yo. It's I a good. You. It's a good funny movie. It's, it's funny. It's definitely a funny movie, especially when you know how old these jokers are trying to play teenagers. I mean, the first one was funny, but this one is hilarious because you know more people. <laughs> yeah, they up there. They up there. Before yeah. we get started, though. Uh, What's your wine fun fact? Oh, my wine fun fact today. So my wine fun fact is pretty simple. Um, apparently, some people are actually a, have a fear of wine. And it, fear of wine has a name of autophobia. Yes, it's, it's autophobia. So that's something for you to know, because I didn't know. So... Jumping into this here topic of going back to school, I, this mother, this stepmother, this auntie, this mentor are ready for the children to go back to school. Like when they go back to school, I feel like my heart is going to sing, oh, in the floodgates of heaven. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yes. That, She's that's calling on I the Lord to send y'all little bastards back to school. Wait a minute. <laughs> hey. Yes. Get them out of my house. Um, uh, this is learning for me was, ooh, was a reminder of why, although my skills are and I feel like I probably should have been a teacher. But this is learning reminding me why. Nope, that's not what I want to do. However, I'm good at it. It's not what I want to do. How, however, I'm good at it. That's not how you say that. Actually, that was fine. However, um, comma, I'm good at it. But you were good. okay. But yeah, that's not what I want to do. Um, most of my children, I will say five. 
five, six, did very well. Distance learning, we, we was honor rolls and proficients and uh, ex- exceeding over here in this here household. My baby girl was a little struggle bus. So I'm interested to see how this transition back to school this year is going to happen because think about it, guys. Like say, like my son, my, my son, my, my bio kid, my OGK, that's what I call him. Last year was his first year of high school. So think about mm. a lot of the freshmen who started high school virtually. So that was different in itself. So now this year with the doors opening, this will technically be their first year inside school. But not right. only theirs, the actual freshmen are fresh right. in the school. But then if you think about it even further, the juniors, this is technically only their second year in the school because the schools got shut down. The, the um, seniors this year are they're pretty familiar with what the school was. Um, they are probably going to be the ones who noticed the biggest shift because they had been in school for a few years of had experienced a few year, few years of high school before the shutdown. So now they are coming back and they're like, oh, so they may be a little, woo, a little bit more, you know, like, oh my goodness, but also more aware and how to maneuver around the school. So, but pretty much basically think about it just for that high for the high school, you're looking at pretty much a new brand new set of kids all the way around you know so this is pretty new to just about everybody going into and I'm just speaking in reference to high school because you know it's the shortest amount of years for the most part in school not talking about middle school middle school to me is transitional and it's weird already um that's why it's called middle school I think for seniors that it was a good transition I think it was a mm-hmm. prep because Come to college. If you go to college, you really on your own. You like, on your own. That's your responsibility to get yep. your work done. There's nobody that's going to be on top of you. Yep. So if your junior year you fail, you might really want to look at your senior year and go, do I want to go to college? Because mm-hmm. whatever it is that you put in your junior year, if you're going into being a senior, that was college prep, baby. <laughs> like yep. that was really when yeah, it comes to being responsible. Responsible. Mm-hmm academically there you go i'll say with the three boys in in the house i'm in this past year the oldest started middle school and he struggled part of it i think you learn you learn kids so part of this the oldest son is like his mother he is his mama in that he needs attention Like he needs that social validation from his peers the same way that his mother does needs social validation from her peers. And so for the first semester, like his grades were not where they could be because he's naturally very intelligent, but he was not applying himself. He was falling asleep. He was distracted with the TV. It doesn't work for everybody. That was him 12 years old. Now the third grader in the house Uh who's autistic flourished Mm -hmm. the whole year because mm-hmm. he didn't have those distractions and mm-hmm. his school I think didn't mind him having a fidget but I know that it's been a thing at some places like he does better if he has a little fidget in his hand because his mm-hmm. hands just have to move he has move. to be yeah. doing yeah. something he was better if Roman was under the table and he could put his feet on Roman and just run back because Roman likes it run his feet back <laughs> and forth on Roman and Roman's just laying there loving it he has to be tactile touching something else for him to focus focus mm-hmm. I forgot what that's called it's um oh I literally just heard this term but go ahead I'm sorry I forgot but he has to be that person to do to learn so he'll actually have stuff going in his hands and I know it was an issue before him before I think in first grade and part of second because they would be like oh he's always got something in his hand and you know teachers teachers I think have a very strange indoctrinated (laughs) way of thinking how people learn and that is Uh my issue with school in general like Mm -hmm. the way people teach is like it can only be one thing like that's what we are taught and Mm -hmm. there are when the truth is 
there are Montessori schools for a reason because some kids need that hands-on. There are some students who learn better through sight, some who learn better through sound and just hearing it, some who learn better through doing and writing stuff down. Like, I will remember what you tell me. As you know, I'm very good with conversations as mm-hmm. one of my exes hate about me. I will quote you to the to the moon. But when mm-hmm. it comes to learning, I have to do it. Like, that's not gonna work for me. But teachers, I think, saw him with the stuff in his hand. And I like it was a distraction. That he's a distracted, but he's uh-huh. not. The way his mind works, and that's my other issue with schools, we don't teach enough teachers how to identify individuality of yes. students. That's that, something that I try to make sure, I'm sorry not to cut you off, I try to make sure, especially, I'm a parent-teacher conference person. I'm, I'm the parent that's the PTA, but I'm not, I, you won't see me, but you'll see me in the PTA, but parent-teacher conference, kids' activities, I'm there. But that's something that I try to stress to my children's teachers off the break. You cannot lump them, especially um, my baby girl. You can't lump them. She learns different. Her attitude is different. You can't lump Robbie with his attitude. He will get X, Y, and Z. And, and, and I try to tell them their individual, you know, speak to their individuality so they understand you can't treat mine like you treat Bobby, Jim, Shamika, Susie, But you shouldn't be doing that anyway. Like, no, to you me, shouldn't. good teachers realize all of their students are individuals, period. Mm-hmm. All of your students are individuals. And not only are they individuals by who they are, but mm-hmm. they're individual and unique in the family search circumstances and yep. situations they're coming from. I don't care if you're going to tell me, well, all my kids are from the inner city poor that's nice but guess what if one person lives in and i'm gonna make up home because i'm not trying to shout nobody out but if somebody comes from like hood x and somebody else comes from hood y and somebody else comes from hood z those are still three very three different hoods Mm-hmm. they're not all the same the people in At them all. are not the same so even At if you all. have three kids who are all boys let's say or all girls doesn't matter all of the same gender whose parents all make the same amount of money and who all live in the hood they are still not the same person no. because one of them could still be extremely gifted the other one could be autistic and another one could be i don't Lazy. know Lazy. lazy or even down to the parents you could have one who yes they're in, par- in poverty but one whose parent really pushes them so they get out of the hood the mm-hmm. other one whose parent is completely content being in the hood and the other one who's never around mm-hmm. like you don't know or you one can't that's overbearing or that it you don't know everybody is coming for something different it doesn't matter and you cannot be like oh well the black kids because that doesn't work oh the guatemalan kids Oh, the El Salvadorians, oh, the white kids, oh, the Asian kids, the Chinese. You cannot do that because regardless of race or even, well, the poor kids in my class and the middle class kids and middle class students that I had, you cannot section people and stop. This is why people get older and then have problems. Stop trying to do that to people as children. Yes, because that's what that, but that's why I tell people a lot of this stuff is taught because mm-hmm. children... I don't, the term children don't see color is a lie. They see color. They just just don't don't care. care. They don't care. That's what that is. They are taught, oh, because this color is different, is treated differently. That's a taught, that is a learned behavior. That Mm -hmm. is something that they see. Yep. That is something that they learn over time. That is not something that they automatically think or have knowledge of. That is a taught behavior so i need y'all to stop saying that people don't see color because mm, jesus (laughs) he caught my tongue because i was about to say something i ain't clear i hate the term i'm (laughs) colorblind no you're not because if i ask you what color car you drive you're gonna tell me right the issue isn't whether or not you see color it's, it's whether it's the fact that you you've developed a hierarchy based on it that's mm-hmm. the problem if you go you know what i you can say that's a red car that's a blue car that's a green car they're all a civic okay when i was going to buy my car i drive a mazio when i was going to buy it there was a blue one there was a silver one which is one well gray which is the one i have and there was like a black one i see all these colors 
Okay, like let's not do that. Let's not say that you don't see these colors. You saw the colors of the car. You may even have a preference. And here's let's let's be very clear. Let's be very clear about what preference really means. Preference means there's a green Civic and there's a blue Civic. Blue is my favorite color, let's say. I would like the blue Civic. Let's say I'm about to go buy the blue Civic and I find somebody else already bought it. They just didn't put the already sold sign in the window. Now, I may have preferred the blue, but I'm gonna go buy the green if there's nothing wrong with it. We talking same year, same mileage, same everything, brand new on the lot. All the features, bell whistles are all the same, exact same car, two different colors. Preference is saying I would prefer the blue, but if I can't have the blue, I'll take the green. The problem that people do when it comes to other human beings is, oh, I can't have the blue. I don't want the green. Ew, the green, ugh, the green. That's where the problem comes in is when you teach that mentality. Mm -hmm. Nobody is colorblind that you, I'm not gonna say nobody because there are colorblind people. Most people are not colorblind in that you don't see color. Like Mm -hmm. Michelle said, like we said, kids don't care. It's that people don't care. You teach them to care. You teach them what race is, quote unquote, supposed to mean. And then when you have people who don't meet that, then all of a sudden, you don't know how to process it. This kid can't process it. I don't know what Huh? This is weird. This is unorthodox. It is not. It is very normal. And um, they are learned and and all of this race-based foolishness is learned not only in school, but it's reinforced through the media. It's just a mess. This is why the country is as divided as it is. And I'm going to just put this aside and we do not have to go deep into this, but critical race theory is not helping that at all. Like most people oh, I know, and let me be very not. clear, let me say this. I'm going to say this for the invisible majority, the invisible majority, the majority of us Black Americans, African Americans, whatever you want to call it, do not support critical race theory. We think it's stupid. Yeah. I know you're not going to see that on CNN. Fox probably isn't going to tell you that either. I don't care what news show you watch. Probably not going to tell you that. I am Black. Michelle is Black. We have Black friends. We actually sit and have these real conversations nobody's ever going to interview us because we're not going to feed that foolish narrative that, oh, we all think, no. Most of the Black people I've talked to about critical race theory think it's dumb. Absolutely. It's a million steps Completed backward banks. and it's insulting as hell. It is. It is very insulting. And if for me, that's the biggest thing. I feel like now you're insulting me. You already treated me like trash, but now you're going to actually insult my intelligence? Are you at, And I'm supposed to just Okay. Yeah. See, now I have no room for you. And that, that, that's, that's where I am with that. But in going back to school, it's a lot of conversations that my children and I have had in reference to the whole COVID thing in reference Mm -hmm. to race in reference to how to treat others and how you, how you are expected to be treated. We've had those conversations. I mean, we've had them before COVID, but after COVID as well, especially with this quote unquote new divide of vaccinated and unvaxxed and all of that. Um, I feel like we find ways to divide ourselves and to, we do. At, for, for whatever reasons. But um, I had a conversation with my son, the teenager, my OGK, asking him how he felt about the vaccine. And, and he had some really, 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 Good points, but at the end, he's so his mother's child. He goes, Mom, look, I'm gonna be honest, I just don't like shots. (laughs) I don't, I don't want a shot. But if it gets to the point where it's extreme, I will take the shot just to shut people up. And we had that conversation of I understand that feeling that sometimes you do something just to be over it, but I do also want you to understand that you can stand your ground. Mm-hmm. You do not have to just to be, be over. You can be over it and not do it. So just like I said, we we had a very, very deep and intelligent conversation. And he's he's more, he knows more. He's then he has more insight than what I actually thought. So I'm glad we had that conversation, especially with him um entering back into school. But I got one thing to say. If y'all the world, media, government, Biden, all of y'all. If y'all are going to close these schools down after I done bought all these daggone uniforms. 
<laughs> the anchor that is going that you are going to feel. Slim, somebody give me my money back. We have six children. Everybody wears uniforms, except for Mara. She's in Ohio, which is even worse because now she needs clothes, clothes. Slim, I don't care how many uh Walmart, Former Mills, JCPenney's, Macy's sales you get, that's expensive. It still adds up. Number two, school supplies. Let me tell y'all. One thing I hate about school supplies at the beginning, well, period, but especially at the beginning of the school year is when they send this long list of school supplies and you sit there and you get the whole list of school supplies (laughs) and you see a third of the list used (laughs) why let me tell you the straw that broke the back my son was in the fourth grade I bought him, he said he needed six to seven composition books. He needed one for all major subjects and the sub, sub, uh, sub-subjects, like all, whole school list, everything. I was like, I know you in folders. And in the school year, he had folders. We just put up. You can use those next year because I'm not buying. I'm not right. doing this again because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm wasting money. So now he was in the fourth grade. He is now in the 10th. Jayla's in the 6th. 7, 8, 9. So, that's about four-year difference. Five, almost. So, my daughter, my stepdaughter, my daughter, had the same teacher for in the fourth grade. My daughter, we bought my daughter. Now, by that time, I got smart. I um started getting them four composition books. She get one for math, reading, <laughs> science, social studies. Mm-hmm. Get me that else. Whatever else, y'all can figure it out. Um, at least to start the school year off. Because they started saying we needed composition books, spiral notebooks, and the three ring binders. I was like, how much writing y'all doing? And then y'all asking for rings of paper. I understand y'all budget, but hold on, Slay. Sway, like, what's up? What's what's up? So, anyway, my daughter, fourth grade, about January, they come back from winter break. Her notebook, her one of her composition books, finally runs out. Her teacher says, Oh, okay, I have one in the closet you can use. The teacher pulls out the notebook. Guess whose name is in the notebook? But I was going to say, I've been hearing this, and this is what I have heard from a bunch of parents, is that these lists are subsidized lists because they basically send these lists to parents to get twice as much than than their actual child needs because they're anticipating people whose parents can't afford it, people whose parents just don't do it, people who forget stuff, all, all of this. So you basically have the more involved or I can't involved and or financially stable because you may be financially stable, not involved and or whatever parents buying all these supplies for everybody else's kid. Like, no, no. See, and this is where I feel I I understand the concept. Mm-hmm. I, I understand the concept and, and I, 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 under, I appreciate them thinking of the quote unquote less fortunate. Um, but my issue becomes, we're talking about four or five years, four to five years, my daughter picks up her brother's, like her teacher yeah. has the brother's notebook and my, my daughter's like, oh, this is my brother. The teacher didn't even know that that was her brother. And she was like, who? She was like, Malachi. Oh my God, that's your brother? She's like, yeah. And it from then on, it was like when she treated her different because Malachi was like one of her favorite students and then Jayla ended up, it was a whole thing. But for me, 
it was a little aggravating because if that was four to five years ago, how much of four to five years stuff do you have you just in there? Asked, and you're right. still consistently asking people for this because now after a couple of years, it becomes excess. It becomes mm-hmm. excess. So now when you have access, I need you to bag back, at least take a year, bag back, maybe two. Bag back or cut one. down what your request is. That's what I mean, bag back mm-hmm. on your list. Like cut down your, your list for a year just to see. You know what I'm saying? Like do something, one, because again, parents like myself, we don't mind for the last portion, but don't make us do it every year. You get what I'm saying? Especially like if it's not needed. Year. Right. Like, and then you send us a list in the middle of the school year. Hey, they're coming back to school. They need new, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Go in that closet. Go. <laughs> I don't say anything. Only thing I send, tissue, paper towels, Clorox wipes. And those things, yeah, y'all need that. I, I don't mind that. Like, what you Be need? clean, we, we be clean. Be <laughs> clean, yeah, yeah, be clean. I don't need nobody getting sick. Like, and this was before COVID. So, I understand that, you know? So that's why I was like, that the disposable, the toiletries, I'm cool with that. Hand soap, I'm cool with that. But these notebooks, and it's like, come on, y'all. Come on. And then at the end of the school year, they bring back a notebook that's half used. Oh, I drew two pictures in it. This was for art. So why am I buying a notebook for art? Oh, that's got, I, I mean, you problem. can get a notebook for art that doesn't have a whole lot of pages. I understand that, but I don't need to buy a notebook for art, period, especially if I'm turning it, like, I'm the parent that's turning in boxes of rooms mm. of paper. Each teacher. So, first day of school, <laughs> while all my children in elementary school, first day of school for me, I took off. Because they couldn't carry, and that's the other part. You want all these school supplies, a lot of these children ride buses and stuff like that, they can't carry all of this stuff. So now the parent, as good ones anyway, are taking off to who, if you actually get the school supplies, to deliver the school supplies. So now I'm literally playing delivery girl. Mm-hmm. You know, like literally, I, I deliver a, a box of paper to each one of my kids' teachers at the beginning of the school year. And literally, with a card saying, don't ask me for nothing else. Cause I feel like I've done my more than enough. Right. Like I've done it. Like it's somebody else's turn. (laughs) That's why I say I'm involved in the VTA, but I'm not because when they get too deep, I'm like, y'all doing too much. I'm out. (laughs) I'm I'm that parent because I feel like I don't mind going over and above for my child, but when it gets to the point where it's excessive, no, no, absolutely not. Um, and because at that point you're not thinking about the parents who actually had who are able to when you uh, when you constantly 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 pull at that resource eventually a resource runs out so I, I need us to be you know the schools to be aware of that as well so those are probably my biggest things outside of oh I gotta get my hair done I gotta get this done oh that preparation Jesus, and when it was just Malachi, I was like, oh, fresh cut, you good. Girl, I got girls. Now it's two natural, full, tender-headed, blown heads to this. <laughs> and my son, who got this mop top, that's what I call him, on the top of his head, and he don't know if he want gel twist plaits, cornrows. <laughs> I always said if I had kids, they were going to be homeschooled, if I could figure that out, because I don't trust the school systems. I don't. I would love for my child to be homeschooled, but I don't want to do it. Like, I want them to be homeschooled, but not homeschooled, if that makes sense. No, it like, does. I, and I, I, my thing was this. Either I was going to send them to private school, but that definitely required that combined me and their other parent had some, income. Kind of, some mm-hmm. type of income to do that. Um, charter, depending on the level of the charter, because some charters uh-huh. are worse than public. Uh-huh. But I, I don't like I don't like most places public school system. So unless you're getting into like an elite public school, we weren't doing that because you were going to be homeschooled by your mama, by me, mm-hmm. because 
I need to make sure your foundation is solid. Like, mm-hmm. and I knew someone who, and she wound up going to Howard, but she was homeschooled up to high school. High school was her first time out. And I was like, you know what? I get that. Cause you about four years. Let me, let me get you the social stuff. But, and social is important, but that foundation, because again, if I were a parent now, Mm-mm. I'm pulling my kid out, period. Especially with like the foolishness they got going on in Oregon where you getting rid of um, standardized tests and all this other stuff because you're trying to be inclusive and diversity and equity. And you're basically saying, well, black and brown people are stupid, so we have to lower the level. Instead of re- rising, raising them up, we're going to drop it for everybody. Insulting, as I said, because as someone who was in AP and honors and gifted programs my whole life, and black my whole life, what you're not going to tell me is that when Spelman exists and Morehouse exists and Howard exists and there are black people at Brown and Georgetown and Yale Princeton and Harvard and, and Harvard. Princeton and all these Ivy Leagues and my parents went to an Ivy League like during the 70s. Like what you're not going to do is tell me that. So no. And the only reason I say that is because Boofriend, as you call him, applied to a job out in Oregon and he doesn't really want it, but he was just kind of throwing stuff out there. And I said to him, if you get that job and decide to move, I hope you homeschool those boys because that Oregon will destroy them. And I know too, all of them are smart, which you're not going to do, especially with, and I, especially with my monkey, because the youngest, for those who don't know, I call That's monkey. Funny. That's because funny. Jayla. I call him my monkey because he's he was a spider monkey. And, and it's not no and mm-hmm. I'm wait, I'm waiting for the mm-hmm. day that somebody sees me, hears me call him. That's so why out in public, I usually just call him monk. But I'm waiting for the day that somebody says some crazy foolishness to me oh. about calling him oh, monkey. So am I. So am I for Jayla because the reason why we call well, the reason why Rob calls her monkey is because Jayla has long toes. <laughs> she got um. I call them finger toes. And what she used to do is she used to use her feet. To pick climb stuff up, up the wall oh. and pick stuff. Oh no, yeah, my girl was climbing up the wall, like the um door, like the uh, you know mm-hmm. the rim of the door. She was climbing that with her feet, and like her feet really looked like little fingers. So Rob called her monkey because that's all she was doing. Like she she was just doing what she do, and that's how she got her nickname. And that's why I said I'm waiting for somebody to say something. Monkey got monkey because monkey got monkey because. Monkey came from Spider Monkey because mm-hmm. the first year that I was here, all he did was cling to me. I mean, if I, he would literally want me to hold him all day. Like if I, and he's three years old and it's like, pick me up. Hi, Miss Siobhan. And if I did dishes with this boy on my hip, I've loaded the dishwasher. I, I don't cook, but I walked around the house. I vacuumed with this boy on, like he was just, clinging and then it got to the point where i would try to like put him down and he gripped me like would hold on to me Mm -hmm. all of this and i was just like oh my god you little spider monkey monkey you little monkey like little spider monkey and so Mm -hmm. spider monkey turned into just monkey and now as he gets older i probably call like i call monk half the time but yeah that's an aside but i'm just (laughs) but i I just was like oh that's funny i didn't realize that we both had Children monkeys. Monkeys. Yes. <laughs> so I call him, but I was, but that was my thing to Marshall. I said, if you move to Oregon, absolutely not. Like I would rather you, we figure out a way for you to leave. Definitely monkey here because I've done too much. That boy is five mm-hmm. years old and can read and read well. He can count money. He can tell time. He is on first grade level and he's about to go into kindergarten because of when his birthday falls. But mm-hmm. I did kindergarten with him. The school system did pre-K with him. Screw that. I did preschool with him last year. Like mm-hmm. I did 1920 around that time. Mm-hmm. I did preschool with him then to know he we this whole this whole school year. He got kindergarten in the house. So mm-hmm. you're not going to take him to Oregon where they're going to dumb down and discredit and destroy everything that i've done absolutely not my my issue where i'm all i I agree with you on you're not don't dumb us down don't don't try to do this to make things easier for us however i don't agree with all the standardized testing i'm not a fan of it but yeah i'm not so and one reason is because it got to the point where 
they were teaching to the test. Yep. So they weren't teaching what was needed, you know, and, and the knowledge and, you know, they weren't teaching, you know, for people, they were just teaching for you to remember this test, this test, this test, but life skills, the things that, you know, things you can have a conversation about your own opinion and things like that. You weren't, they weren't, you weren't able to express and, you know, really dive into and have those type of conversations, which really, to be honest with you, is what we thrive off of. That's what we need. So I'm in agreement with getting rid of standardized testing. Now, do, am I saying that there shouldn't be any testing? Absolutely not, because you need to evaluate, you need evaluation, period. You have to be evaluated. You should always be evaluated, whether it's self-evaluation it's a um, outside source evaluation. You have to evaluate in order to grow. Otherwise, if you don't know where you are, how do you know if you're growing? But a standardized test, it just means that it's a standard. It's just standard, right? And that's what I'm now, saying. Now, does everything so, need to be written? Not necessarily, no. because some stuff you can't, you can't, it becomes theoretical on paper. You actually have to do right. it. Right, right. But, but, but my, my issue... Fault. My more issue to, to Oregon is the, is the logic and reason behind it. Like if you're getting rid of standardized testing because you're like, look, we're over testing these kids. Kids are jumping off bridges to try to make these tests. We've put too much stock into it. It's it's become like you say, people are teaching to the test. So, yeah, this person got a hundred and a million and all that. And that's great. They got great numbers, but they really can't apply it. They don't really they don't really have the knowledge. Then cool. Yeah, that's that's fine. But to say right. we're going to get rid of it because essentially black and brown kids are too dumb to take it. Are their no. testing scoring too low or they don't have the resources to be, you know, to sufficient or to be instead efficient. Of, in and instead of giving those resources or finding ways mm-hmm. to do that, that's your answer. And as your far answer as, is, oh, we just won't test. What? Right. And as far as like homeschooling, I had thought about for a while, like, I just feel it was going to be too much. It's way too much. But I had thought about opening the school for that. What you said that I was, I had thought about opening like some weird charter, private, public hybrid of a school because mm-hmm. I know who I am and I know I could find good teachers because I knew people who, who enjoyed doing it. It just became a matter of, I don't know, you know, pay, hey, everybody's got to live. Um, but I thought about that and I definitely, let me tell you, I thought about that during COVID because I already have, I already have my job. Like I like my job, but if I didn't, I thought about the fact that I know people who didn't, didn't want to, or could not do homeschool for their own kids. Yep. Oh, and I know. I thought, of, so I think I know what you're talking about because I had a thought too, because somebody asked me, well, Michelle, since you're home, what are you going to do? I was like, in actuality, I knew I was going to have my children, but at some point I thought I was going to have my nieces and my nephews. And at one point I did have my nieces and my nephews and I had them set up certain ways. And I thought about as a source of income because I was still getting paid for my regular job, but as a source of income for myself, I was thinking, especially because I know that's my skill. Um, for, and, and to help parents out because mm-hmm. again that's my skill and I don't even like doing it so I can only imagine someone who doesn't have that skill who doesn't have the patience who doesn't have not even the tolerance to do that so I, I understand what you're saying and I think that that would actually be that there's a market there there's a need for it um and you should definitely look into that I'm not well, going to be doing that now. I'll be a substitute between the school work work and this podcast, I don't have that time. But my but I'm gonna say this to somebody out there. Let me plant a bug in somebody that somebody needs to hear this. Collective because she done got too many bugs in my ears. I'm done. Collective homeschool mm-hmm. because I know they are pushing more and more with COVID virtual because virtual classrooms and virtual schools already existed. Virtual public schools already existed. There are true homeschool tutoring mm-hmm. programs or classes. Connections Academy is the one that comes to mind because I know there's a place in Maryland with it because, yeah. And I know <laughs> there are others because I keep seeing commercials. Mm-hmm. And I realize that a lot of parents, I think their thing is, well, we want the kids to get together. You don't necessarily want, you know, that's why even like I say, the girl I knew who was homeschooled and didn't go to regular school until 
high school, she was still involved in sports because at mm-hmm. that point and at that age, you can still do like soccer teams and they have the citywide mm-hmm. leagues and boys all and county, girls club. countywide leagues, boys and girls club, all that greatness. So my, I'm just putting the bug out there for people who aren't in a rush to send their kids back to public school. There are other options and maybe go on Facebook, Instagram, social, make social media work for you okay? instead of just, you know, a place to rant and rave and go off and on and all this back and forth about politics and foolishness that doesn't even matter really. To find a community where y'all can educate these kids together and it doesn't have to be a big class. I mean, quite frankly, if I had like, for example, if I had kids, right, and live closer, it would be one of those things where I'd have figured that out. Like, okay, well, mm-hmm. Michelle, can you, you know, let's do school at your house Monday and Wednesdays, do school at my house Tuesday and Thursdays, and then Fridays we'll do school over, you know, at Sean's house or whatever it may be. Right. And get your community. And so your kids go together. They still have that school environment and they'll all be, you know, especially if they're all on the same online around platform mm-hmm. and around the same age. I but just, they also you teach them to help each other because that's one thing that um I noticed with with minds in social distancing. They 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 help each other, especially like when they would have technical issues, when things is going wrong. One would jump up and say, Hold on, Miss So and so, I got X, Y, and Z. No one jump up, well, I got it this time, I'm on break. You know, so they will build their own community within the community that they're in, but you just have to create that environment and nurture it. But there yeah. are more alternatives, I think, now that are open to schooling for everyone and for but I, that people are starting to recognize because I don't think they it's not that they weren't there. I think people are now really starting to explore them. But go ahead. But I think there are more like just yes. number wise. There are okay. more. Yeah, they were there before, but you had maybe two or three options. You have a bunch Mm-hmm. At this point, you have a bunch of online tutoring programs, online public, virtual public schools for real, where you don't even have to pay anything. You don't. It's virtual public mm-hmm. school that teachers who are qualified and who want to be there versus those who, you know, and who will really look at your kid who raise yep. an individual because yep. your kid is one of 10 that they have. Because a lot of these things, these virtual classes Ooh. have size limits. For like that are truly built for that. I'm not talking mm-hmm. public schools where it was foisted on them because of COVID. I'm talking about businesses and organizations that were built with that, with your children in mind. In mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would yes, be the type of that was thing a that whole I would another thing. Um, like, and the teacher was like, give me a minute. I'm like, look, I understand. I'm not one of those parents that is not understanding to know that you literally have 25 to 30 children who you are trying to make sure are on video, on camera, everybody's muted. Are you listening? Somebody's getting it. Somebody isn't. Why are you up? Can I go to the bathroom? My computer's not working. I can't hear you. Like the the teachers having to learn to be tech, more tech savvy, savvy than ever like they became it experts i feel like they could have went to my it computer career and took a course and and earned more money to be honest with you after being a teacher last year like for real um but with them going back into the schools i am again i'm i'm ready i think for the most part the children are ready because it's one thing to be at home like if you're doing like at home, like schooling, like, you know, homeschooling, it's not, it's not even the same as, it's not the same as going to school and then having to switch to homeschooling. You right. know, they, they, it, they, it's a different mindset um, for that. And I don't think a lot of the students who have been exposed to traditional schooling are mentally capable in the long run to handle that because it's like, oh my God, I never leave the house. Oh my God, you know, oh, I went outside, but you know, I, it's not, I think that shift in environment is, I think is it's a good, good thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, Being away from your parents. I mean, yeah. it's, everybody needs a break. 
So yeah. I'm not, I'm not ignorant yeah. to that. But I also acknowledge there were students like Ethan, the one, you know, the autistic one in the middle, who thrived away. Like Mal- Malachi and and he is he is who he is. I love my baby. Malachi, I, I got on him about progress report time, which was pretty normal. Progress report, like first progress report, hey yo, what you doing? Hey, it's school time, you know, wake up. Summertime over. So after that mental transition. Woo, transition, mm-hmm. I'm waking up. Um I will say, like, he woke up one time, he was in class. There were times where I'm like, Malachi, you, he like, you know, with the hand up, like, I'm in class. Oh, no, Ma, I'm in class. I'm waiting for them to start the meeting. Where before, I I knew my son has a level of responsibility, but I didn't think that he was prepared for that, for last year's level of responsibility of making sure you're in class, making sure this and stuff, like, I knew he would get there, but for him to literally jump right into it, even with the struggle being him making the mental transition from summer to school year, he still was on time. Like he wasn't falling asleep in class. Like he was there and his teachers, even first conference were like, he's very smart. He's very attentive. He's very, you know, he he participated more in class. And that's something that I did notice when he was in school, school, his participation was a lot less. He was the kid that would, he would say things once in a while, but you would have to pull it out of him. Virtual, he was, I I would hear him reading out loud, you know, to the class. I would hear him answering questions. He participated so much more. So for him, it was this, for him, it made me comfortable of knowing when he goes to college or whatever he chooses to do, he will take that responsibility seriously and he knows what's expected and he can thrive in it. That's the area that he can thrive in. Whereas my baby girl, I know. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. And that's what oh, I'm no. saying. I think for this, it was for certain kids. Like, yeah. Logan but we, cannot... I think some people never would have known their child was that way. But that's what I'm going to say. Like, oh, Logan... Okay like for Logan he can't do it he mm-hmm. could by the end it took us mm-hmm. a whole first the whole first <laughs> September to December uh-huh. and part of it was uh, the other part was also tech issues because uh-huh. he would submit I think it got to the point where he was he was submitting stuff but his system would glitch so that's mm-hmm. the other thing I think with so many kids on it so quick and I know oh, internet were crashing Ooh. left and rights and everything else. I don't think people took into account that. Mm-hmm. And so it was hard to prove. So I showed him early, like, look, well, it wasn't even early. I showed him. So I showed him around December because he and his father got into it. And I was like, about you not submitting stuff and teachers say you're not submitting. He's like, I'm submitting it, dad. It's right here. And Marshall was with, was in the room with him once and he hit, he submitted it. Marshall submitted it. And Logan has submitted this thing so many times that he knew the answers to the, like the whole questions by heart. Right, by heart, by now. And it kept refreshing. And so Marshall's like, let me do it. So he did it. And he was like, it made us have the question of, well, how many other times did Uh this happen that we weren't aware of that we're Mm -hmm. blaming him? So what I told him at that point was, look, you have Google Classroom, create Google folders for each of your classes. So I showed him how to do that. I said, and print screen all of your assignments. Once you fill it in, hit print screen before you hit submit. Because once you print a screen, you know, print to, P- print to PDF your screen, timestamp is always at the bottom. Yeah. So yeah. A, a teacher can't be like, oh, well, yeah, but you yeah. didn't do this on time. Timestamp is always at the bottom. So even if they're like, well, I didn't get yep. it, you can always email it to them and they can't be like, oh, well, it's two weeks late. No, I did this no. on this day at this time. If the system yep. glitched, not my fault. So for him, yep. I don't even, in the beginning, it was a matter of he slept through a couple classes. He was doing all of this. Again, he is his mama's kid. He needs that attention to thrive. I think he got better later, but he needs that attention to thrive. 
Ethan was good from the beginning. Ethan, I was so proud to hear him stand up for himself. It was so God. That's that's for anybody who don't know. That's my that's my favorite. That's my favorite. Um, I love my monkey, but the, the Ethan's my favorite. And he, I just remember because he's so quiet, and I remember hearing him. I was in um coming out of hole and I heard him tell the teacher well can you not can you wait a minute please and not kick me out I'm just trying to write it down and I was like who doing what to my back like I don't know I'm just oh, he makes me oh, he makes me the mama mama even oh, though I'm not a mom girl, he makes so me you right so Layla that, that my struggle baby Layla was at one point was submitting stuff was submitting stuff and it was glitching so i immediately taught all of them because they had the chromebooks screenshot yep screenshot saved yep email it to yourself and to your teacher i've done xyz so i remember one assignment like you said they were doing she was doing it she was doing i was like so it got to the point where it was her assignments when the teacher would post them they wouldn't like the worksheet wouldn't pop up. Mm. So I was like, I can't. So I was literally, I, we cannot see this assignment. We cannot see this assignment. This assignment is not coming up. So if I figured out, and when I say I sat down and that's the one thing that I did when they gave them them Chromebooks, I sat down as a parent and worked myself and learned the Chromebook <laughs> and how to operate and navigate through as you should. Um, so, and I was glad that I did because when those issues popped up, a lot of the teachers where if they were talking to the student, they would be short with the student. And it's not because they don't think the student is doing it. It's because they have 26 other students. Right. So before they got short with the student, I'm one to jump on because get short with me. Right. Because one thing I, I, I don't, I don't do that. And I don't have to get gangster on Carson's teacher. Oh, me and her went at it, like with the kids online to the point where I literally told this woman, cause she was like, he's watching TV. Carson's not watching TV. Rob told the lady, he's not watching TV. Well, he's looking at somebody or somebody is talking. I was jumping in my other son's behind about his behavior. Carson wasn't watching TV. Carson came out of the room to ask me if I could quiet down so that he could hear her. So, but you're not gonna tell me Oh, and I went, oh, and she was, well, man, uh, uh, you know what? I'm grown. I'm not one of your kindergarten students. I'm not going back and forth with you. Now, if you want him to present his project, here he is. And I'm through. Simple. Cause I'm telling you, you got some of the teachers you had to get, like, gutter with, like, hold up. Like, um, one of Jayla's teachers, Rob, we're in our own home. Rob walks past to go to the kitchen. He ain't have a shirt on. He walked past to go back to the living room. Tisha going to tell her, can you tell your parent to put a shirt on? I went and got on and said, can you not mind your, my business and what's going on in my house? Why are you looking at my husband? Well, he was in the background. He didn't say nothing to her. You the one who brought attention to him. Well, um, yeah, my, you're not going to tell me how I'm supposed to dress or my husband's supposed to dress in my damn house. He wasn't naked. And like you say, it may have been one of those <laughs> moments and everybody else moved on. But no, you drawing, it wasn't. But all I'm, you're drawing she attention. Drew the attention. Right. But like, what girl, I'm saying is. Because you're distracted. You seen all that. <laughs> but yeah, you, but yeah, sometimes you, you got to get gutted with some of these, some of these teachers. Cause yeah, I had to say, like, yo, we're the same age. You no, know, but thought. what I'm saying is, worst case scenario is, even if somebody else, one of the other students saw it, it's a <laughs> chuckle, chuckle, giggle, go, go moment, and they move on. You bringing attention to it makes it linger longer than it needs mm -hmm. to. It's no different than we all the went class to class clown. It's no different than the class clown. It's no different than the girls in the class who have a crush on a guy or the guys in the class mm -hmm. who think some girl's cute and she got up and got up and walked past them to sharpen a pencil. These distractions are going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's how long you want to draw attention to it that becomes the issue is what mm -hmm. I was going to say. Um, so I guess I'll just say for me that I realized one, I'm glad I'm not a parent right now. Thank God. Two, if I were a parent, my kid would probably be homeschooled anyway. So COVID wouldn't have really changed much of anything because 
I, I don't trust the public school system. My kid would be homeschooled up until the sixth grade at very least. And that depends on what middle school we're around. But I can tell you that up until sixth grade, that kid is with me because I need to make sure your foundation is straight. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for you to be sitting up here learning, <sighs> learning negativities about yourself or learning that you're less than or lower than, but you need to rise yourself up because you can't, to me, I'm, I'm going to just say this one thing. You can't do both. You can't tell this kid. I mean, you're black. So, you know, you're at the bottom of the hierarchy, but keep raising yourself up. You can't do that. You can't tear me down and then try to build me. No, we're not doing that. You're not doing that to my kid. So if I had kids, number one, first and foremost, they'd have been homeschooled. So sixth grade anyway. Um, I also feel like people need to take this opportunity and see COVID or the pandemic as an opportunity to really know your kid as well as a learner, because mm-hmm. some flourished and then much better away. And I will say that for me personally, there were times I wish I was homeschooled because I would have, had I not had to deal with the day-to-day bullying, I probably would be, a, I would have not been distracted. I was an awesome student anyway, but it would have just eliminated a whole lot of stuff. And so for the kids who, you know, had special needs and got to be home, like the autistics, I know like at least for Ethan, it flourished. So I guess my points are, Take this opportunity to learn your child as a learner and figure out what they need Um, and know that there are other options available to you than just automatically throwing them back into whatever school situation they were in before the pandemic. There are free online schools. There are free online public schools like you have options. I will say, well, I hope everybody remembers in this back to school time, you have options. When it comes to whether or not your child gets vaccinated, you have options and you have rights as their parent. Mm-hmm. When it comes to where they go to school, you have rights and you have options as their mm-hmm. parent. When it comes to who they are around, you have rights and you have options as a parent. When it comes to who their teacher is, you have rights and you have options as a parent. And I'm not saying if you decide it may not be easy. It may not be simple. It may make some other things complicated. But as a parent, you always have that right. And you have the responsibility to mm-hmm. ensure your child is getting the best social, physical, mental, spiritual, psychological environment and education that they can get. I absolutely agree. And I, I don't have uh, too much to say. Uh, else and cheers to that (laughs) so now that the wine glasses are empty Siobhan it's time for the wine review tell us what you think of your wine this evening so y'all know I read the back of the bottle and this one is actually really disappointing because it just says taste semi notes <laughs> bursting with juicy red berry and fresh watermelon aromas and lifted by a touch of sweetness you know what this was this wasn't bad i actually like this white zinfandel it's got it says 750 plus awards won by behringer but that's the whole behringer that's the whole company that's not just this zinfandel that's cute though um but I'll say that this Zinfandel, it was good. Uh, it was crisp. It was clean. I definitely did get the berry. I don't really care for watermelon, but I think watermelon taste in this was kind of watery. I think it was subtle. It wasn't heavy. Um, and it is it's, it is a true semi. Like, it wasn't dry. It wasn't sweet. It was, it was definitely in the middle. It's a nice little dinner wine if you don't have something heavy. I wouldn't necessarily do anything heavy with this, but maybe a nice good fish, some type of seafood. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a steak situation. It's a seafood situation, maybe some poultry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it to me, it's just, it's slightly better than average. It's something that I would order out if they were out of my signature whites and I wanted to go, you know, do a white sort of, um because again this thing is this thing is pink colored so uh but i'll give it a 3.5 okay 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 so my uh, bordeaux says yeah i'm not gonna read the back of this because i will butcher every french word that is on the back of this bottle 
But anyway, this Montreal Cadet <laughs> Bordeaux, it wasn't bad. Uh, this is not a favorite. I'm going to give this a 2.5. Mm. Um, and that's only because it's not memorable. Mm. I mean, it's like, okay, you want a wine? Here, drink this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's what I feel about this. Um, I did have, this is not for anything heavy. This is definitely seafood, maybe a good chicken dish, um, maybe even a light pasta. Mm. But that's about it. That's all I got. <laughs> so, yeah. 2.5 is my rating. Um, it's very pretty. I enjoyed the challenge of the, of learning how to pronounce the name. <laughs> Look, I did. I'm not going to lie. I, I enjoyed it. I still don't think I got it, but... And is that dry or semi-sweet? Regular. So yours is like mine. It's just mid-range. Mid. Yeah. Hmm. That's what I said. It's to me, this is nothing. Not this isn't anything significant. Oh, I'll do this. I'll read the taste notes. I can read those. Taste notes, raspberry and cherry aromas on the nose. Supple on the palate with fresh with a fresh finish. To me, the finish wasn't as fresh. When I first drank. I did feel like, okay, this might be fresh. But at the end, you know how you get that crisp taste off of a fresh wine? I didn't get that. I got a kind of muffled, um, if that makes sense. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. I got it. Yeah. What? But overall, it's a 2.5, nothing significant. And that's where I'm leaving it. All right. So. This brings us to another wonderful conclusion <laughs> of a little something to write about with your host, Taya Michelle and Siobhan Camille. Be sure to join us each and every Wednesday. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Help us get to 100 followers on YouTube. The link to our YouTube page is in our bio on Instagram. And you can find that at a little something, the number two, wine about. And as always, there's nothing wrong with a little wine.